setting up a startup at age of 24 right after finishing law school entering into a market space which was nowhere closely even related to his field of study and most importantly introducing cold brew coffee to india arman sood co-founder of sleepy owl is a name synonymous to beverage innovation arman co-founded sleepy owl in 2016 and introduced cold brew coffee to india something which india was not even aware of from cold brew coffee to tea bag style coffee bags to filter coffee in a tea bag or uh, sleepy owl is known for its innovative products and serving the best coffee one can ever have i have personally not come across any brand which is so deeply connected with its customer base sleepy owl has literally changed the way india consumes coffee now i got a chance to speak to arman and know more about his journey and everything coffee i am a sleepy owl coffee addict and if you love coffee and you have not tried sleepy owl yet buy it right away and trust me you'll thank me later but for now this is arman sood on just parv hi arman welcome to just parv podcast uh it's a pleasure to have you on this podcast uh, considering you know sleepy owl is my personal favorite uh and like we were discussing earlier i was actually desperate so uh, so to say to get you uh, on the podcast because this is one brand i really connect to thank you thank you so much parv i'm happy to be here great so it's a small just parv tradition uh, arman which we follow here uh i'm going to give you two food options and you need to choose one okay uh okay it's not going to be very difficult uh it was difficult for me but i just hope it's not that difficult for you okay if given an okay. option uh to choose between rajma chawal and chola bhatura what would you choose chola bhatura chola bhatura <laughs> any specific <laughs> Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get killed for saying this, but I'm not a fan of rajma chawal. <laughs> no, it's 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 same for me. Yep. So a lot of our past listeners also prefer chola bhatura. I think it's it's a very Delhi kind Delhi thing that people prefer chola bhatura over rajma chawal. But I'm not, best part is I'm not from Delhi. I'm from Calcutta, and that's where I grew wow. up. And uh, uh, you know, I I consider myself more Calcutta than Delhi. yeah um but but yeah i think i'm I, i you know i enjoy chola bhatura because growing up it was more of a novelty whereas rajma chawal was more regularly available <laughs> so i i prefer chola bhatura over rajma chawal right great so the way we are going to uh, go about this podcast is arman uh, like we discussed in the first part of the podcast we're going to discuss more about sleepy owl and what you guys are doing and in the second part of the podcast we've talked we're going to talk more about your entrepreneurship journey uh right so just to begin with uh you know coffee as a product already existed in the market right uh and then you guys came up with sleepy owl in 2016 uh so what was the problem at hand which you guys were trying to solve what's the journey like Okay so uh you know i think one of the things that we noticed uh in the coffee space was that convenient coffee right uh easily available tasty brewed coffee was uh you know uh the 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 biggest gap right in india uh, we are an instant coffee drinking nation right yep. and instant coffee because of its ease of making uh and and ease of availability was the go to choice for most people 
whereas yeah. freshly brewed coffee was intimidating uh, because either you'd have to go to a coffee shop to make it or you'd have to have some know-how or some skill to be able to brew it well at home right right so we felt that that was the piece that was broken that we wanted to solve and make freshly brewed coffee conveniently available to customers right mm-hmm. uh, so when we started our journey we began with cold brew coffee as the medium uh to uh, you know kind of introduce customers to an easy way of having freshly brewed coffee but obviously over the years we've uh, educated our customers about cold brew then about our ready to drink products about hot brew and slowly you know gotten them into the whole fold of the whole scheme of things yeah. um you know we don't believe that you know uh, freshly brewed coffee is uh, impossible to make or 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 you know instant coffee is per se very bad it's just that you know we what we felt that there was a void and a gap that we could you know come up with and do something unique and have our own space and that's how we started the journey sounds sounds good uh, but uh, like you said right cold brew was something which was fairly new to the indian consumers uh, i clearly yeah. remember till 2016 there was no one who was talking about cold brew and then came sleepy owl in the market uh, but now there's so many brands who are promoting cold brew right uh, oh. there's cold brew coffee just like you have brew packs uh, there are cold brew coffee shots uh, the market is becoming so competitive right uh, but at the same time it's good uh, for sleepy owl i feel because then collectively everyone is trying to grow the market the uh, the pie is huge and everyone is getting some piece of it uh, but still considering it's Uh, you know, so competitive. How do you guys ensure that you're capturing, you know, the mind space of the customer, customer, or uh, what we literally call as, you know, the the typical business jargon, the brand recall. Uh, how do you guys ensure that the brand recall happens? Okay. So one of the things, you know, when we when we uh, in 2016 when we started, we were the first people in India to do cold brew coffee or talk about it or educate the customer about it and make it a part of the coffee conversation in the country, right? Yeah. I think because we had that head start, or uh, you could call us pioneers in the industry. Uh, you know, we had two two and a half years where there was no other cold brew player in the market, and it was only Sleepy Owl that was providing a high quality cold brew product uh, that was. was available directly to consumers homes right uh, <clears throat> i think there were a few cafes and coffee shops that started making it and serving it but primarily in the at home market it was only sleepy owl so right. i feel like when other players did come into the market uh, you know they were coming up with solutions similar to sleepy owl and yes as you pointed out that does expand the pie and increase the overall category uh, you know of the of cold brew but i i think consumers are uh, savvy enough or or smart enough to read research understand you know once they are into the cold brew ecosystem and they definitely give sleepy owl a try you know even if they get introduced to cold brew through another company or another brand they do give sleepy owl a try and uh, i think you know it all boils down to having a great quality product uh, you know good quality uh, uh, marketing or or content that attracts the customer to you and of course your after sales service that goes without Absolutely. saying right and one thing that we prided ourselves on consistently from the beginning till today and in the future as well is to provide great service to our customers right and continue to educate them about cold brew so so while uh, you know as you pointed out there are many formats and many players in the market i think we managed to hold our ground and one of the reasons for that is the kind of uh, service uh, we provide after sale as well as the quality of the product itself you cannot uh, compromise on that at any stage right? right so that's how we become synonymous with cold brew in right. the country absolutely and is something which i uh, also realize right and it's very typical for any startup 
uh, to have a fear wherever there's a bigger player who enters the market, right? I think Starbucks entered into cold brew segment uh, post Sleepy Owl launched its cold brew, right? If I'm not correct. correct. If I'm not wrong. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And st- I think still you guys have been able to create a niche market for yourself, uh, considering whatever ups and downs, be it lockdown, be it, uh, you know, the kind of market we are operating in. Uh, I think kudos to the team. They've been uh, delivering the product uh, perfectly till now. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's, uh, we've had, uh, you know, our share of ups and downs and challenges with the business environment and the back end. But, uh, you know, I think everything has fallen in place at the right time for uh, yeah. us to continue operating the way we have been. Absolutely. And there's one thing which I'm sure all the customers uh, would notice about Sleepy Owl, Arman. Uh, you guys started with brew packs, right? And then you, from brew packs, you introduced tea bag like coffee bags. Uh, then you guys Correct. moved to bottled coffee. And then there are uh, accessories which are specific to the entire brewing process. Uh, and then we have these ceramic mugs, uh, which are great. Uh, and so this constant innovation, which is happening, right, uh, at uh, Sleepy Out. So do you call yourself as a coffee company or uh, if it is a term, a beverage innovation company, where would you want to put yourself? I think I would call ourselves a beverage innovation company because I think if we limit, uh, you know, I don't want to limit ourselves to coffee. Yes, we're, we're Sleepy Out, right? That's, the, that's how we are recognized. Uh, today we recognize as Sleepy Owl Coffee and we have a range of coffee products in our portfolio. But I think, uh, as you mentioned, looking at the way we're heading, um, yeah. you know, um, and the innovation that we've done in coffee, I wouldn't put it past us in the future to, you know, uh, innovate in other beverage categories as well. But um, as of today, it's coffee. That's where the focus is. That's where all the team's mind and energy is. But never say never. No one's seen the future or predicted, Absolutely. you know, what happens. But... Uh, I do think that we, uh, you know, are a brand that is 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 recognized not only because of the coffee, but because of, like I said, our our branding, our content, our service, our uh, style of doing things, um, you know, and that allows us to, you know, uh, 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 you know, do new things for our uh, within the frame of framework of the company for our customers and for our customer base, and um, yeah, there'll be a lot of interesting stuff coming from the Sleepy Owl House in the near future. Great. Uh, there's one thing which uh, I'm sure uh, is literally part of uh, Sleepy Owl DNA, which all the customers and everyone around would uh, realize uh, is customer centricity, right? Uh, you guys are so close to your customers. I have personally re- received calls from the team to collect feedback. Uh, and that's the, I think that works wonderfully well because you re- literally are uh, on ground understanding what's happening and what's not working out uh, right from uh, you know changing the packaging of the brew packs uh, to you know the small stories which you guys send in the uh, in, uh, whenever you guys are making delivery I think that's uh, that's that's literally touching base with the customer at the ground root level uh, so involving customers uh, while creating products and you recently launched filter coffee uh, where I understand you guys had a program where customers were part of designing the product of uh, what should be the color of the packaging, right? Uh, so you guys are so close to the customer. Are these calls uh, usually always taken by involving customers or are there calls which you guys also take by your gut? 
I mean, it's a bit of both, right? Uh, your, your, uh, of course, at the at the larger level, uh, you know, obviously the decisions are taken uh, more with our our gut, but the gut also gets tuned to listening to the customers, right? Like we are, uh, all the founders are active on the uh, support email uh, where we Absolutely. get inquiry feedback, all of that from our customers. Um, we all have, you know, our 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 own methods of continuously talking to our stakeholders. And understanding what their needs and requirements are, right? So many a times, it's it's an idea that is first, let's say, you know, something like like filter coffee, for example, right? Like it was a bit of it was a bit of a mix. Um, <clears throat> I don't think too many customers wanted or asked for filter coffee in a brew bag, right? Because the core customer that drinks filter coffee or is extremely, uh, you know, uh, protective about that filter coffee has it in the traditional manner. Yeah. But but we asked ourselves first, why not? You know, why why can't we create a blend of coffee and chicory? Uh, uh, you know, that is close to a filter coffee that can be brewed using the bag format, right? So we wanted to launch this product. I don't think any customer specifically asked us to launch a filter coffee. Uh, it was more from our side. But then we started talking to customers and asking them, you know, would this be of interest to them? Would they, uh, you know, use a product like this, so on and so forth, and. Uh, uh, the answer was an overwhelming yes, right? So then we decided that we'll do the launch of this product as a public launch, where uh, you know we'll share the share what goes on behind the scenes to launch a product in terms of the marketing, in terms of the product development, in terms of the packaging, um, you know, and share our our journey with the customers. And it was very appreciated, and I think it added uh, more excitement to the uh, you know impending launch and. Uh, you know, but but I think uh, it's a like I said, it's a mix. You know, you have to uh, you have to uh, you know listen to your customers and what they want. But sometimes customers don't know what they want. You being in the industry, uh, you know, can present things to uh, customers that they might appreciate and like. Right? I think there was um, you know Henry Ford was the one who said you know if 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 I ask the customers what they want, they'll say a faster horse. But he yeah. developed a car. Right? <laughs> So from that perspective, I, I truly, you know, re that resonates with me, right? That that customers don't always know what is possible uh, or what is out there. And it is the responsibility of us as brands to, you know, uh, bring it to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's the future like for Sleepy Owl? Where are you guys heading now? Uh, you've already launched, uh, you know, uh, uh, bottled coffee. Uh, you have make your own coffee. Uh, what's the future like for Sleepy Owl? Where are you guys heading now? So, you know, one of the things that I mentioned is that we have, uh, you know, one of the core strengths is the quality of the coffee itself, right? So yep. since we source and we deal with such wonderful, uh, you know, the base product, right? Uh, we, we've been serving it to customers in the RTD with milk. We've been serving it in the DIY cold brew and hot brew packs. But one of the constant questions that customers have had for us is like, you know, what if I just want to use the coffee? You know, your coffee is so good. What if I just want to buy your coffee, but not the filter bag or the brew pack, right? Uh, how, how do I go about that? And we never had a product in our portfolio that allowed customers to buy our coffee directly. Uh, so I think at some point during this call itself, uh, you know, you can visit our website and you'll see a newly launched product that is uh, yes. Sleepy Owl's Whole Beans and Ground Coffee uh, that is now available to customers to buy, right? Um, we realized and you know also felt that that uh, a lot of people move from instant coffee to freshly brewed coffee with Sleepy Owl as the entry point into this. But but over time, for the enthusiasts and for customers who want to you know use a French press or an AeroPress or an espresso machine at home, right? 
they then would go to other brands and buy coffee from them uh, so that they can use these machines and these instruments that they have at home so yeah. it was a simple answer as to why not you know make us make our coffee and our quality of product more accessible to customers right um right. and uh, with that uh, with that in mind we've uh, gone ahead and launched our uh, you know original blend and our dark roast blend that customers love and uh, we've put it in uh, uh, you know the the I ground that- coffee and whole bean format so that goes live today right uh, i was checking instagram where the team yeah. was literally creating more buzz around it uh, yesterday and i guess that goes live today yeah. yes it does A- any time during this call <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the next segment of the podcaster man uh, where we would want to know more about your entrepreneurial journey uh, you started very young right uh, i guess in age of around 24 25 uh, if i'm correct Yes, yes. Yep. And yes. from law school to entrepreneurship in a space which was totally unknown to you guys, right? Uh, what was the trigger point which pushed you guys to become an entrepreneur and get into this space? So we actually started much younger. So when I joined law school in two thousand and ten, I met my co-founder Ashwajit, and uh, in two thousand and twelve, two years into law school, a year and a half into law school, we launched a bar accessory company where we imported bar accessories from China. and uh, you know beer pong tables beer bongs whiskey stones eye shot glasses the range of funky bar and party accessories yeah. and uh, we launched our first startup and we ran that during our time at law school itself and it was a phenomenal learning experience and we uh, you know felt that we learned a lot about the basics of starting a business and that was the trigger point actually for us to decide that you know we want to be entrepreneurs and not uh, lawyers and uh, once we graduated from law school uh, you know we continued to work at startups uh, where we, where we were you know in positions of branding marketing pr uh, operations you know just uh, uh, picked up roles where we felt we have an interest and we uh, joined the startup world but i think that itch of wanting to do your own thing start your own business that was still there you know yeah and, uh, and and we wanted to scratch that itch and we uh, you know we we started researching on what are the ideas that we could work on what are the problems that we could solve and we were keen on exploring the fnb space because i think uh, um, as as my my co-founder's answer to your earlier question would be rajma chawal minus chole bature clearly we are both foodies right so we felt that uh, you know the food and beverage space is is, is where we would like to uh, you know launch something um we didn't have a specific idea it wasn't specifically coffee at that point but the more we were researching and 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 trying to understand what to do uh we realized that one of the pain points that we were facing in our day was like the accessibility and availability of you know a great quality cup of coffee and yeah. we said okay why not you know research that and when we researched that we said okay you know this is it this is this is what we're going to do your team is a fairly young team right and the team is growing with every passing day uh, which means that you're hiring right. and you're collaborating with more and more people every day uh, and True. so when you're saying that you're collaborating with people and whenever you are hiring more people it's really important that you look for the kind of qualities that people have versus uh, you know the kind of brands uh, or the kind of organizations they are from uh, so what is your hiring strategy uh, how do you look uh what do you look at when you're collaborating with partners okay so i think uh, you know one of the i'll answer it in two parts first is the hiring strategy strategy and the second is on collaborations with other folks 
on the hiring strategy you know i think earlier on in the journey our hiring strategy at least let's say year 0 to year 4 or year 3 was more around hiring very very young talent uh, essentially we had a very strong internship program and uh, we'd hire uh, you know interns who worked with us uh, in the summer and the winter and then most of these guys would finish college and come back and join us straight out of you know their university and sleepy all would probably be their first uh, job in the real world right Yeah. and that strategy worked really well for us and it was you know um, we've had some great great candidates who come and work with us but um, as we are growing and we are hitting you know uh, the next half of the decade right uh, we are more focused now on hiring people with industry experience um, yeah. depending on the roles that we are hiring for uh, sure. because i think it is important for us to you know uh, now work with uh, people much older to us uh, with you know industry experience uh, so that they can come and add value to you know what we are doing today um having said that it's a fine balance of uh, you know uh, uh you know fresh fresh graduates and uh, you know uh, veterans or in the industry in terms of collaborating with people uh, you know we uh, we always like you know while while our our uh, yes we want to scale we want to grow and we want to work with the biggest people in the industry right um, it is also about working with the right people who appreciate and understand uh, you know Uh, our products and what we're doing, right? Absolutely. So, cold brew education or or education about the kind of products that we're building is not limited to our customers. It's also, yeah. uh, you know, has to be done for all our partners and vendors. So, be it a hotel, be it a cafe, be it a bakery, be it a retailer, right? Yeah. They too need to be educated about the product uh, so that they can effectively, you know, select it for their portfolio of products and help us resell it and reach the end customer, right? Um, yeah. So many a times, like you know, uh, our product is rejected or not selected because the the partner does not have an understanding of what is cold brew. You know, why is it different? Yeah. You know, why is it not a, a a milkshake which is ultra sweet, right? Um, uh, you know, coffee flavored milkshake that is ultra sweet, right? Yeah. So so that is also an ongoing challenge, and we we like to you know select our partners wisely because um, you don't want to you know. Um, you know end up with uh, you know stock that is with someone who is unable to move it because of this reason um so yeah it's uh, you know uh, the, the consumer education has been the biggest challenge uh, and and consumer and partner education i would say has been the biggest challenge for us which we are still working hard to overcome yeah as an entrepreneur the way you have built the entire category right uh, you've literally taken good time or uh, to analyze how it's growing uh whether the customer is accepting the product or not because it's a completely new idea or uh, cold brew was never known to people and gradually you have introduced more products right instead of just bombarding everything on the customer or uh, you've taken good time to understand what the market is what the consumer preferences are and then you've moved forward so are you as an individual more of a person who believes in planning or someone who believes more in faster execution uh i think i think it's a bit of both you know you you we 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 execute we i don't think we execute as fast as we should sometimes but i think that uh you know for example like you know we we broadly know and have the final products uh, you know something that i'm trying today let's say that will launch 6 months from now right uh so we we already you know we we are planning for the future but uh I, if i want i could execute this in 30 days but i'll probably wait for 90 Uh, yeah. so that we perfect it right um, we are, we are we we're not in a hurry to put things out in the market that uh, we are not confident about uh, just right. just to you know uh, show numbers 
uh, it is about uh, you know taking our sweet time to launch uh, really really good products that are innovative and different right because like you said there is so much competition in the market now there are uh, so many players in the space right and yeah. while that's great for the the category uh, it does not necessarily mean it's great for sleepy owl Uh, so we have to be on our toes and uh, you know set the benchmark and the standard for what you know uh, others are going to do right um, so so yeah from that perspective like you know we are a mix of planners and uh, executors i think that's the perfect uh, balance right uh, as a co- uh, as a founding team uh, that's the best combination you can have uh, but what were your early day uh, learnings like uh, which you feel are still helping you as an entrepreneur uh, arman i think uh, you know my some of my early day learnings that we still uh, you know uh, uh, swear by are like you know the the hustle continues at whatever stage you are at right like whether you are you know we were three co-founders living in a, a small flat together doing everything ourselves and uh, today we have a big team that is there to support and help us but that doesn't change our attitude towards work or our attitude towards uh, you know how we you know are involved with things and how we execute things um i think that hustle is there you know and still there and i think it will be there for the journey uh my entrepreneurship journey not just the sleepy owl journey let's yeah. say because i think yeah. that hustle is very important um i think the the uh, you know we really value in our early days uh, you know the customers that that we acquired that uh, you know we are personally in touch with our founders we talk to them we get feedback from them and i think at every stage of the journey we try to you know be very very close to what our customers are saying and talking and uh, that has helped us because you know i think uh, you know our customers really value uh, the the personalization that they get with sleepy owl right absolutely um, and that's helped us uh, you know uh, in in a, in a very very big way to to have the customer loyalty that we do right and um, i think the you know third important thing is uh, to be focused right um, i mean i i think we will launch a you know slew of interesting and innovative products but at the same time uh, you know we when we started out were confused about okay should we open a cafe should we open a kiosk should we do fmcg should we do this you know sab karte hain kuch nahi karte hain you know so then we decided that yeah uh, we have to work to our strengths you know, we'll work yeah. to what makes us different right and uh, you know so i think every time you know uh, there's a lot of distractions as to all the wonderful things that we want to do and can do but i think you know sometimes taking a step back and being laser focused on what is the best for you is most important right absolutely so absolutely. so i think that's very important yeah and in all these five years uh, as co-founder of uh, sleepy out or uh, if you were to go back in time and change one thing uh, what would that be uh i would so i think we spent you know maybe 2016 to 18 uh, you know uh, with a product that we were only delivering in delhi ncr and uh, it was just a single sku right yeah. i think i would have scaled slightly faster uh, you know uh, launched the brew packs and the hot brew slightly sooner in the journey um, you know so that we would have a more of a head start or be there i think it took us you know a solid 2 to 1 and a half years to figure out what's going on uh we're not from the fmcg or fnb industry and uh, you know uh, we were just problem solvers who you know found a problem in our lives and wanted to solve it so i think that that you know two and a half years of uh, learning and and slow growth could be condensed down to a six month period and we'd have you know uh, a much better head start but that's a part of the journey so i'm not Absolutely. complaining it, it is what it is it is what it is but yeah since you asked i would change that and you know 
think about that uh, no i think uh, the journey has been pretty eventful for you guys obviously uh, you know and a lot of it is obviously because of the current covid times uh, a lot of startups have literally taken a hit but uh, uh, when i was looking at some of the information which is available on the internet i think you guys were able to get out of it very quickly with your website going live and uh, you were able to deliver uh, products much faster by being on facebook and being on social i think you were able to uh, take care of that at least yeah Great. so we are a, we are a website first company right we are a direct to consumer website first company and we've always been so one of the things that i mentioned in those two and a half years when we were slowly growing right all yeah. our customers were direct to con- customer consumers right d2c might be a big buzzword today but we've been d2c you know all of 2016 17 18 and even now uh, it was only in the last 24 months that we have amazon big basket flipkart as channels where yeah. we sell but we have a strong uh, you know a uh, customer base on our uh, direct to consumer website and when the lockdown happened and most of these platforms were also figuring out you know how to continue to operate um, you know we were available for our customers uh, and were selling to them directly and i think that really helped us yeah absolutely great that brings us to the last part uh, of the podcast arman uh, it's a rapid fire round uh, i'm going to ask few questions or uh, you need to select uh, you know one answer Uh, I've tried to uh, keep it as easy as possible, uh, but let's sure. great. So let's start with the rapid fire. Uh, out of these two coffees, which one would you choose? Uh, cold brew or hot brew? Cold brew. Awesome. Uh, coffee products for niche market or coffee product for masses? Coffee products for the niche market. okay and why would that be well, while i know it's a rapid fire but uh, it'd be great to capture your perspective on this so uh, i mean uh, you know i think uh, coffee products for the niche market because i think that's where the innovation is right that's yeah. where uh, the the uh, you know we are really doing some next level product development and innovation and bringing something that the market hasn't seen before at all coffee products for the mass market i feel already exist and yes there is a lot of scope for improvement in that and we will come to that later um but right now what's exciting is to do things you know that are are new for the customers brand new you know not not an sure. incremental yeah. improvement on what exists but something that's unbelievable and unheard of so yeah right great uh and this takes me back to the memory lane so the wine boxed uh, the wine box packaged uh, cold brew coffee or brew your own batch uh, which one would you choose the wine box packaged uh you know brew box coffee uh, on, only only if it had uh, you know uh, the scale of the brew packs <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think it's it was a very unique concept at least uh, for us in india right uh, no one uh, yeah. had in, no one was delivering products in that fashion uh, i True. clearly remember uh, when i made my first purchase of uh, you know of the brew box uh, and i had it in office everyone was actually fascinated uh the first thing which they were fascinated was obviously the box packaging because it had a tap and you were able to just pour a cup for yourself i think that was a brilliant innovation at that point in time thank you great the last one uh sleepy owl in more retail stores or sleepy owl cafe sleepy owl in more retail stores and we need your perspective on this 
the reason is that like i said right you can't be everything for everyone right i can't be in retail stores and manager cafe and available online and you know it, it it's a whole spectrum of things right so one of the mistakes that we made was trying to open a small kiosk or a cafe etc etc and you know we got distracted from the retail play right so if i were to focus on one and do that very very well it would be the retail store right now never say never to the cafe or anything else right um, but uh, for now in this moment sleepy all in more retail stores awesome great bob before we wrap up arman one learning which you would want to share with our listeners uh, if if you can share one learning with everyone i would say uh, you know uh, don't don't be scared of uh, starting up don't be scared of trying new uh, you know ideas that come to your mind right um, definitely to to enjoy uh, the startup journey you have to get your feet wet you can't be standing on the edge and uh, you know uh, slowly dipping one foot at a time into the river and expect anything you have to dive into the river and swim against the tide to you know really really grow something uh, i i don't believe like you know the the saying sleepy owl is a success or anything of that sort i think that you know what's happened has happened in the last 5 and a half 6 years of work right um it's not an overnight journey and uh, for everybody you know if you are launching something have the patience and the perseverance to see it through um you know so so and to see it through and to do well you have to be all in you can't yeah. be half and half out and expect results so that's my two cents to new entrepreneurs great thank you so much arman that brings us to the end of the podcast uh thank you so much for taking time out uh, right between the product launch uh i think whatever you've shared has been very insightful uh, a great product i think the team is doing wonderfully well uh there are loyal customers like me who have been consuming only sleepy owl coffee and thank you so much for making us addicted to it uh and thank you so much for uh, my my pleasure absolutely Cheers, Parv. It was great being yes. on the session with you, and uh, you know I absolutely enjoyed it. Well, that brings us to the end of split two of our conversation with Arman Sood. Uh, I hope you're liking these split episodes. Idea is to bring as much content as possible in the most crisp manner. Uh, please ensure you leave your feedback in the comments section. Uh, like the video if you really like the content. and subscribe to the channel if you have not